0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at The Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. I'm Pete Wright. You really
1: think I'm pretty?
0: <laughs> Today we're talking about Minute 14, which begins with Natasha's question and ends with the middle of an interrogation. Back on the show, it's Philip Mottis. Hello, Philip. Hello, Andy and Pete. I'm glad to be here. Yay! <laughs> so the start of this minute, we were talking a little bit about our uh, the the director of this film. We like to refer to him as Tignataro when we can. Uh, the the opening line of this particular minute. This is Natasha responding to Luchkov uh, when he yesterday in yesterday's minute says, uh, "Turns out the Black Widow is nothing but a pretty face," and she says, "You really think I'm pretty?" Is this the other part of the frustration people have as far as the way that our director would write his characters, do you think? Because I know we were like, debating, like what are the things that stand out in this scene that make it possibly problematic? That's hard. I mean, in watching it today
2: and seeing the way she says it, mm-hmm. number one, it's still pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> actually, number yes. numbers one through ten, it's still pretty funny. And I realize, <laughs> and I realize today that like I thought she smiled when she said it, like in my memory, but mm-hmm. she kind of says it like menacing in a way. Like it's it, she. I, I so maybe my my thing coming out of this is like I'm giving Scarlett Johansson all the credit now. Where like there's ways you could have done that where it would have been more you know, say Michael Bay to Megan Fox in the Transformers movie, and and this just seems like a I'm in control of you idiot, like sarcastic response that I yeah. So I don't know if that quite answers your question, but that that's that's what I noticed today.
0: I it's interesting because I, I, I look at it I'm like she seems like is she playing it like she's meant to be like a little Almost like ditzy, like, or not ditzy is the wrong word, but kind of like a in that mentality of like thrilled when somebody thinks that she's pretty. Like, it almost seems like, mm-hmm. is that the play she's going for here by even saying that line? Because, I mean, because, because like, why does, why does she need to say this as part of her, the way that she's approaching this person, you know, other than making him think that Black Widow isn't anything more than that?
1: It's a power move. It's a power move. Right, I mean, it's her saying, "Like I am so comfortable, I can be sarcastic right now." Like, I think she's being sarcastic. You don't get the joke. Yes, I can't think of any other reason that she would say this line. It's because she she recognizes what these guys don't, and that is she's in the position of authority here. And I think that's the that's the most important thing about this sequence is that she maintained control in spite of being constrained. And and he just rattled off a bunch of like
2: menacing things about you know like your information's outdated and here's all our loot and you're gonna do this and I'm totally in charge and you know I just happened to mention you are just another pretty face and she was like
1: you really think I'm pretty
2: you know like yeah, just the
1: only thing she gets like,
2: out she of does yeah. not and she's also playing this guy so if she's playing this guy to keep I mean her words are eventually gonna be like this moron's giving me everything it was like then she doesn't She shouldn't say, you know, like, well, what else have you been stealing? She, like, distracts a little bit and disarms.
0: and Yeah, well, and I guess that's what I'm saying, because obviously she's playing him here by acting this way. But it is a performance. She's very specifically responding in this way to his line. And so that's where, like, I, I don't feel like the intention... Well, I guess I I I guess I'm trying to figure out the intention of the performance is that is she wanting him to think she's being sarcastic with him or is she wanting him to think I'm flattered by the by the fact that you actually might think that do you think that he's meant to read? Oh, this is this is her being sarcastic now.
2: I think he's I think he's supposed to catch that she's being sarcastic now.
1: I think she is, too, but this might give us a chance to talk about that often ignored subject of diegetic sarcasm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is this something that we as the audience are meant to hear as sarcastic, even as the Russian threat is meant to hear it as something different?
0: Hmm. Well, and that's, that's what I think is interesting, especially on rewatch, because we know, especially on rewatch, how she's approaching this whole scene. The fact that she really is uh, in complete control of this particular situation. And as a viewer, first time viewer, we don't necessarily think that. And so having that knowledge certainly makes us realize how she's saying things, why she's saying things. But I, I just, yeah, because as I see his reaction to uh, to her comment there, I don't necessarily think that he's responding to this, she just doesn't know when to quit. Like, she just keeps uh, being sarcastic and saying these things, but she doesn't realize that we have her in, uh, you know, we're going to pull her teeth out or whatever, you know? And so I, I like the way that you defined that, though, Pete.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I guess my vote, I'm still falling down on, what do you say? Diegetic sarcasm. Be- diegetic sarcasm. Yeah. Because he's played this move of saying, you know, your information is outdated and whatever. And I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. And it doesn't rattle her. So then, and she displays that. So then his response is like, okay, well, then we got to go over to the neatly placed out torture tools and, <laughs> yeah. and get those, you know? So I, I I think he is I think she is honestly if you can honestly be sarcastic I think she is honestly
1: doing that. <laughs> well, and how much uh, like how much do you feel like the the team here is has decided? People who see this movie, if you are a first time viewer, then maybe you'll have one experience. But our expectation is, when you see Natasha Romanoff, you will know the levels of ass which she can kick because you've seen her do it before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and having seen Iron Man 2, anyone who's been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe knows that. They know she yeah. can take she these is people down unwavered. It, yeah. So, yeah, I mean I I I definitely I think that uh, you're both convincing me of all of this cuz I I just <laughs> at the start of this with this particular line it did make me question some things. But maybe that's more to my question about the director using this particular response as the choice that he used in scripting this. Um, mm-hmm. That likely is perhaps one of those elements that people question. It's like putting her in this, in this place where she's going to say a line like this, which makes her seem less than of a character but i don't know maybe i'm just maybe because of the director and uh his approach to women i end up reading more into this than i should
1: yeah i i think that's it what was the jennifer lawrence movie where she was literally a russian spy who used sex to kill her targets red sparrow red sparrow like it's not black widow Red Widow, (laughs) red sparrow this is red sparrow and that is not problematic. And you know, what I mean, like, that's the what we were talking about earlier in the week, it was like the 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 benefit and the curse of, of hindsight and context. Yes, This is this is an action sequence that plays well of somebody in a position of, of both sexual and physical authority. And over the course of three minutes we get to see her dominate uh, a bunch of visibly powerful men and that is exciting it is titillating it is powerful it is all of those things at once and only through the lens of the tignataro factor do we get creeped out by it i think that's the i think that's the the thing that i where i come down on it
2: it's funny too i i I guess we're always going to be doing this but how much like you give the credit to the director or how much how much the directors like what we know about them in this case him how we apply it to the movie and i'm not saying that there isn't threads in there but it is funny that like i guarantee my 13 year old has no idea about any of that stuff with tic and that he is just like that seems great you know, yeah. it's like now taking on face value, it's great. It's great.
1: And you know what? I've never once had a problem with my daughter who when we first saw this was of that age and uh, I never had a problem with her seeing it and she thinks Black Widow's a badass. Like that's exactly what we want out of that is a heroic figure that she can follow and see get out of scrapes and troubles. Um and and the fact is Scarlett Johansson portrayed the character this way and made some choices and um like if we were just pulling apart a psychic barber It'd be your fault. <laughs> right. Uh, but this is a team of people who made these choices. <laughs> one day.
2: One day. One day. Yeah.
1: I can't wait.
2: I'm <laughs> a page by page
0: analysis yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <That's,
2: laughs> wow. Now, you, now you're talking fonts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if there's really any answer that any of us are going to come to, but I do think you know it, these are valuable conversations to have with these minutes, and I think it's it makes for an interesting uh, just discussion to kind of get a get a I'll read of care. all of this. Yeah,
2: it's what it's what we're thinking about it now too. You know, like yeah, you can't right. help but have it come up because it, it, it's also I've been thinking a lot lately about you know like the sort of like power fantasy that people give to directors, auteur theory, all that stuff, and how easy it is, or can be, to say, like, you know, this movie's great because he's great. You know, like, I mean, it it gets, it's first of all, it's, you know, wildly reductive, but number two, it's like, I'm sure he contributed something, some good things to it. It sounds like he also did some not so good things to it, but there's a lot of people who went into this that made this movie work. It, like, if if they didn't show up then you know it it doesn't work so it some of this discussion is healthy in that way to be like no don't don't assign everything and all responsibility to one usually dude (laughs) because historically that is not working out so we should (laughs) we should try to value value uh you know the efforts of people and try to weed out creeps and and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm yeah. losing my train yeah. of thought on that. Uh, that. I I appreciate the discussion. Yeah,
1: and, and I think you know we get like so we we spend so much time sort of thinking through all these things that we I, I want to make sure we get back to the fact that the pivot the shield pivot badass moment is right here. Like that phone rings and that's awesome. That is yeah. a Phil yeah. Coulson digital hero moment.
0: Well, and it's <laughs> yeah. and it's a really it's a great. Uh, filmmaker tool that i i think films like this use very effectively where we have a serious scene there's tense music yes there's some some you know cheeky responses perhaps from natasha but the whole thing is built in such a serious way and then of course we're going to pulling some teeth in this whole idea i don't know why he suddenly decides to start talking english they all speak russian here but anyway he decides to start talking english and then the phone rings, and it is a very much a punctuation mark because it rings, it breaks the silence, but it also ends all the serious music. And suddenly, it's just it, like the whole tone of the scene has shifted. And I I found that to be incredibly effective, the way that it plays. And it, it does, as soon as the phone rings and the guy answers it, and it's for her, it's just, it's very funny. And that is the signal that now we're shifting and uh, we're in a totally different territory at this point.
2: I have a a bit of a theory. I think as to why he starts speaking English. Um, oh, okay. So just a little bit, and most of it is like the writers and performers and the movie makers. But I think number one, that that last line is really good. You know, uh-huh. that punchline of you may need to have, you may have to write it down is yeah. is great, and it probably plays better hearing it rather than reading it. Right. Number two, in universe, it also shows us that in a minute, you know, Natasha's going to be speaking English. This guy's going to hear you. Yeah. So that is the last time that we think, oh, my God, you know, watch out what you say. But, right, in, a, right. but in a couple seconds, she's going to tell this guy, she's an open book, because this guy can't do anything to her. And like, I'm going to tell him <laughs> everything I'm going to do to him. And he's like, I didn't tell her you know like he's clearly so it's it's like the lat. it's like a fake power play in the moment that then sort of allows us to be like you yeah, know we're in English the rest of the time because it doesn't
0: matter your your part in this story is about to be over it's that written element where it does feel written but to your point it makes perfect sense for the script like we want to have that yeah. shift because we need to know that he understands English for this whole conversation that's about to take place right
1: right and it's that that roller coaster between action, drama, intensity, emotion, comedy. Yes. We're at the phone rings and we're at comedy now. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm Yeah, once I hear Colson's voice, yeah.
0: especially.
1: It's like yeah. Colson. I'm surprised he doesn't just drive around in a clown car all day long. Well <laughs> Well clown Acura. Clown Acura, is that what you say? <laughs> clown Acura. That's
0: very good. He's always been very much like a comedic character through the films up to this point you know this is what his fifth appearance in the mcu is that right fourth appearance i guess and yeah um it's always been kind of this um this schlubby guy who's kind of like helping shield and he's the one who gets sent out to go go you know go figure out what landed in the middle of the desert you know go yeah. go wrangle tony stark or whatever like he's always this guy and and so uh the start of this film actually has been a little bit of a surprise seeing him in the thick of, of action for a change. Um, but this kind of goes back to what we know of him up to this point because we didn't have a TV show yet. And so here we're getting this, this thing where he's on the phone and it just plays very funny as he kind of tells him, you know, Hey, give me the, give the, uh, the woman the phone because otherwise we're going to you know, blow up your whole block. And it just plays so funny. It's,
2: it's really good. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I have a, I have a question for the panel. D- did he say, he says the address of where they are. Is it Zelensky Plaza? It's Zelensky. Sol- oh, okay. I was going to say, talk about your that been yeah, reading. Right? So like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then withdrawn. Um, but yeah, he's Colson's great. And I forget the actor's name, but he, it's fun to see him. I don't know if I would use the word schlubby but
0: well, i do yeah, get the, maybe it's the of, wrong word i
2: do get the, yeah I, I know what you're saying though is like he's not a barrel chested action star he looks like a put-together dad who works an <laughs> actuarial job that happens to be on a helicarrier surrounded by superhumans you know That's like exactly and, and right. he's completely unflappable he you know like he like everybody else in shields is like well we got we're 10 steps ahead of everybody so just please make my day easier by giving this one. <laughs> he's more just the, both his dialogue and Black Widow's are kind of like, like annoyed parents, you know, like her saying, yeah. like, I'm working, you know, it's, <laughs> I swear I've said that to my family when I'm doing something and they're asking me some random question about like the internet password or whatever. It's like, I'm kind of busy right now. <laughs> I don't care about the Wi-Fi right now. You no, know, yeah, I'm actually I, doing this. Absolutely. Which then lowers the stakes of what she is doing in a way, which is even yeah. funnier.
0: Yeah, totally. And and this This goes, and this goes to you know uh, that old uh, the old Whedon twist of that gender uh, expectation that we have of how a scene like this is going to play. And this is something that over the course of his career, you know, we kind of mentioned this in yesterday's episode that he's very well known for the way that you would play with uh, what we expect in kind of the role of gender. And here, as she takes the phone and has this conversation that is very very work-like as far as what she's talking about with with Coulson. But then this whole thing, like, I'm in the middle of an interrogation. And we don't, that's kind of where the minute cuts off. But it, it, the way that it plays where she's in the middle of an interrogation, and, yeah. you know, like that is our first sign that, wait a minute, okay, okay, this is a totally different viewpoint than what I've been seeing here. And now we're going to get the other view, which we'll talk about in tomorrow's minute.
2: I would even say, instead of the first sign, that's the confirmation of it
0: yes you know that like exactly
2: her, the the phone call interrupting them having the power to interrupt them first of all it was like oh that's something weird and then when he says give her the phone and she's kind of not surprised by it but you know more put out and just it's it's a funny anyway we can read into it whatever we want but i it is a funny angle to have like your super spy tied up, but have to do that awkward, like hold the phone <laughs> yourself move. It just, it just, I can't stop saying it. it reminds me of my mom on the phone when we were kids, you know, and she's mm-hmm. making lunches for us and we're asking her about crayons or whatever. She's like, I'm in the middle of something here. Right. And yeah, for <laughs> it sure. just, she plays it so well and it's,
0: it's great. Back when phones were bigger and easier to hold that way. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that helps. Yeah. That helps. It goes with yeah. it. At times, yeah. The, not now, oh, forget it. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is a scene that would get worse with speaker phones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the physicality of her having to hold the phone is better than like. Because now you'd be like, put me on speaker, and then you would do this whole thing, and like, no, it's better that she has to hold it because it's just like a little awkward, but also so pedestrian.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's playing. Right. It's playing with our expectations for a scene like this and that's where the comedy comes from that's why it works so well because no i mean we've seen scenes like this in countless spy movies where somebody's being interrogated and roughed up and then they have to figure out how how am i going to get out of this but in and and we're going to get that but we get this break in the middle of it that pushes us into that where uh because essentially she's being interrupted because of the whole avengers initiative thing yada 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 but that, that break is what she needs to say, well, that's so much for this mission. I need to wrap things up so I can uh, get out and, um, you know, uh, go talk to the big guy. And that makes
2: it even funnier, too, that, like, when you think about how are we going to introduce these characters, usually, not usually, like, they make a ton of Avengers movies. But I think a lot of effective introductions of characters are in media res or, like, this is where they usually are. So like, you know, we'll eventually see the Hulk and he's like hidden away and we get Captain America where he's punching the thing. And it's like, okay, this is where they usually are, right? And here you you can just see the writers like putting it together. It's like, okay, well, Black Widow is usually on a spy mission. So, okay, she's kind of doing that. But we don't have a lot of time to explain that spy mission. So why don't we set it up really heavy to immediately deflate it and just get on with our lives. And the get on with our lives is the extra punchline to be like, she could have killed these guys in any moment. But the fact that she got interrupted, it was like, oh, I got to no, know fine. I'll dispatch these guys real easy. Is is great. And <laughs> And so I like, I like that sort of screenwriting economy to be like, well, you know, here's who she is in terms of where she normally is. And then we're going to get a real display of
1: who she is, how she deals with those situations. And that's her introduction.
0: Yeah, right, right. Yeah,
1: all at once, very efficient. And you know, we we introduced Infinity War two minutes ago. We're introducing <laughs> the building the team sequence already here. Yeah, and uh, because we we started with Coulson finding her, and now she's gonna go find someone else. And uh, I I think that's you know now we're into the the full on sort of Ocean's Eleven tropey. Let's build everybody together, and and that starts with these minutes of her. In action, give give him something exciting to do. Okay, with the phone call,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It all starts with this phone call. Well, that's a good place to wrap up today's minute. We uh, will get to finish this uh, scene tomorrow as and see how it all plays out. So let's call it quits. And uh, Philip, tell us again about uh, about this psychic. About <laughs> the psychic, psychic who cuts hair
2: and solves mysteries. Uh, yes. Yeah, but my. My mystery novels are for sale. Uh, they are in the Psychic Barber Mysteries series. The only one I know of. I thought you were going to say
0: the Psychic Barber the Psychic barber Mystery Isle.
1: Very small <laughs> section in Powell's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look for them where all yeah.
0: those mystery Psychic
2: Barbers are sold. Um, uh, yeah, the second one, um, the Homicidal Hairstyle of the Viral Video vexen. Uh, came out earlier this year. Um, and, uh, the first one I, I dealt with, uh, sort of like Los Angeles politics and, and schools and stuff like that. And the second one she, uh, gets involved with the viral video industry as, as someone has gone missing. And yeah, you can find those, uh, and they'll have links for my name. I, I always feel weird telling people, first of all, how to use Google, but, <laughs> second my name my name is never spells like it sounds or sounds like it spells so look at your show notes and then click on me and then then you'll be set <laughs> these guys will take care of you
0: uh, there you go and uh, you know if you're not seeing the show notes in your app or in whatever podcast you're, you're listening to you definitely check the website we always make sure they're yeah there. so all right well that's it for today we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with minute 15 so uh, pete thanks as always hello Andy's still talking
1: <laughs> until next time true believers Did I freeze he's <laughs> totally frozen and silent